Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. T for One, it's the latest creation by well known author Alice Taylor. It's a self reflective journey. Uh, her latest book, T for One, examines life after the chaos and the company when children have grown up and left the nest, while the pandemic brought even further isolation and when we lost those communal moments. I have the pleasure of being joined on the line by Alice Taylor. Good morning. Good morning, Jim. I have fond memories of your first book, To School, th- th- to school Through the Fields. How many years ago yeah. was that? Yeah, that's 30 years ago, oh over 30 my, years ago, Jim. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. A whole lifetime. Are you are you still enjoying the fruits of that book? Yeah, I think a lot of people people who who, who never read a book read that. It it kind of um, depicted a way of life that that had been there, and we had kind of forgotten about it. And um, to be honest, I'd say we had come to the conclusion that it was of little importance. But it was really it it was a whole it was our culture. Well, I can assure you, I wasn't that smart to know that at the time. <laughs> I was only recording my childhood. But it was the childhood of every child who had grown up in rural Ireland. And I think um, town and city children who had gone to their grandmothers and grandfathers on, on farms, they had experienced it as well, and that it was gone. Uh, did you mention the word insignificant there? In what yeah, context? I think, in what context? We kind of thought, you know, that was of no consequence. We were very ordinary people. And you know the way history documents the, the important people, but the ordinary people often are not documented, and simply because we think it isn't important enough. And sure, we are 90, 99% of the people. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. I, yeah. I completely agree with you. Listen, this latest book... Um, it gave you a chance, COVID, I suppose, and living alone. Tell me about living alone. Yeah, you know, I was part of, um, we had five children, and uh, we lived in the middle of the village. We the shop, the post office, the guest house, and my husband was in every organisation that moved in the parish. And so it was a very, very busy uh, household. And um, then that all changed. They grew up, they left. My husband died, and um, I was home alone. And um, so, you you know, it was a case of you rebuild your life. But I suppose you do it gradually because all these things don't happen overnight. They happen gradually. But then all of, one day you wake up and you're on your own. And um, you have to re, kind of rebuild your life, really, I think. And um, then it's as well. The funny thing about it, then, I think... Once you have got over the initial um, kind of trauma of, of bereavement and all that, you realize that, uh, you know, you either lie down or get up and, and keep going and you rebuild your life. And then maybe you think, well, now I'll do all the things that I put on hold when the children were small and you couldn't get things done. And um, if you had any kind of um, sleeping sleeping, I, I hesitate to use the word ambitions, but it desires maybe. I always kind of love the idea of painting and gardening and um, uh, that I thought, well, I'll get around to the, doing all these kind of things. 
So I turned into a gardener, and I won't say I turned into an artist. I turned into a dauber on canvas. <laughs> and and um, there was more time to do all kinds of things that I had that I had never done before. Can I ask? I, uh, did you discover? Did you did you discover new things about yourself? I did. I did. I discovered, you know, um, that I was very judgmental. You know, and I, I think as you, as you, um, mellow, I think you get more tolerant. I would like to say that about myself as well. <laughs> well, I'd like to say it. I, I would have been dreadfully judgmental at one stage. I have to admit yeah. that. Yeah, to the point, to the point of possibly some people might have said ar- arrogance. But yeah, I hope I have changed, and I'm listening to you. Yeah, but I think I think you know, Jim. You you know you reassess yourself yes. when you're more on your own, and um, you kind of think, well, we'll do a bit of we'll we'll do a bit of overhauling. And in a way, um, I mean, I was reared in the farm where we spent a lot of time on our own. I mean, there was a big family, but if you went out for the cows in the morning or to bring in the calves or um, you know round up the horses, children spend a lot of time playing, but they spend a lot of time on their own as well. And um, um, I think you know now I I can find that I, I like my own company and uh, you know you, now we hear that, a lot about Was that not always the case? Um, well I hadn't time for my own company because okay. I was so busy but um, you know when, when um, now we hear a lot about meditation and mindfulness now we were reared in a world that incorporated mindfulness and meditation but we didn't call it that we didn't you know um it was part of of life at the time i always think that um you know when we all knelt down at night and said the rosary there was a great kind of a calming um a calming of of you know in big families they all settled down and there was silence and i think that was a great Apart from the, ro- the the prayers, it was a great calming at the end of the day. Modernity has brought its own set of problems, hasn't it? It has, you see, this is it. But I think we could roll back a little bit. Because the funny thing about it, I found, you know, in latter years, if there was a, if there was a sudden death in the family, if there was a trauma, and everybody was kind of half scattered, if if they all knelt down and said the rosary, now half of them would not might know how to say it, but that didn't matter. It had a calming. There was a mantra. The repetitiveness of the of the prayers calmed people. And I think that's why it's still said at funerals. It, it, it has a calming influence. So I think anything that kind of um, stills the mind, and of course gardening does that as well. I think gardening, and I think why gardening is so good for our souls, it brings us in touch with the earth. You know, if you go out uh, into the garden and work in, a, in the garden, you might go half frazzled, but you know, you know, Within half an hour, that you're calmed because the earth does that to you, and that's why you know, Jim. I think that the Irish, we Irish, we went through fierce traumas with the famine and civil war and all sorts of. But I think because we were close to the earth, mm. I think that that kept us sane. I think many of us listening this morning will identify with that. Yeah. Um, we're talking the result of, uh, partly the result of COVID, which, yes. which allowed you to support, I suppose, without being too philosophical, to get in, con- in touch with yourself. Well, you're are, no you, are, you, are you good company for yourself? <laughs> I think I am. 
I, yeah, I like re- you know I like reading, and um, I think reading is a, is a big enrichment to the mind, and um, you'll always find something. You know, if you get a book that you're liking, you're always learning. Aren't you? Yes. You know, from other people. You know, I had, my, I had a sister. She was she was great, and I'd often say to her, you know, how come so and so didn't understand that? And she used to say to me, Al, she used to say, you've got to walk in the shoes. Yes. And if you walk, if you know, if people that have experienced whatever, they understand for the next person. Do you get lonely at all? Um. Yeah, you know, not not really because I uh, I do meditation and um, I love my garden and uh, I think as well, Jim walks. I I try to go to walk every day. I think walking. A friend of mine always said walking releases the happy hormones, and I think it does. You if you go for a walk, you come back better. You know, when you live alone and um, you you develop coping skills, well, you well you hope you do anyway. And um, yeah, and at the moment now I'm working on a we we bring out a Christmas magazine here every Christmas in a Shannon candlelight. Jim, this is our thirty eighth year. Incredible. Incredible. Well, yeah, thank you. We think it's too, and uh, it's written by the people of the of the parish, really, but I, I edit it and I round them up and drive them all crazy trying to get articles off of them. But, um, yeah, I think if you, you, you know, you, you do things that you enjoy doing, I think that's the big thing. Alice, can I ask you before we wind up to maybe impart a word of wisdom to people listening to you this morning who maybe feeling a bit low, maybe the, yes. the weather is not, you know, it's becoming very inclement, it's cold, it's damp. Uh, maybe people living on their own, people maybe bereaved or whatever. What have you got to say to people listening this morning who are maybe not feeling good? Yeah, find, you know, find some little thing that you enjoy doing. You know, sometimes we need to nurture ourselves. You know, even in the smallest thing, um, you know, Bulbs are coming into the shops now. Get, uh, uh, you know, uh, daffodil bulbs, tulip bulbs. Planting a bulb um, in a wind box, even if you don't have a garden. Planting bulbs is, it's a, it's an act of trust in the future, you know, and you look forward to them um Coming up in the spring, I found when the COVID hit the first, the first, our first session, which we thought was the only yeah, session, yeah. I was after planting tulips the previous, the previous autumn. God, those tulips that that spring saved my sanity. So you know, indulge yourself in 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 um, in little things, and Have don't it. isolate yourself. And don't what? Don't isolate yourself. Oh God, no! There's always somebody at the end of the phone or a neighbour or a rage buddy <laughs> I had a friend and she'd ring me occasionally she said I don't want to Johnny fix it now I want a rage I buddy rant. <laughs> someone I want to rent <laughs> and don't interrupt so she'd rage that's, that's away that's really therapeutic you know a good old rant from time oh, to time. Oh, it's very good. That's why I'm a, so healthy myself. Oh, that's very important. That's very important. <laughs> to have a rage body. I have a sister and she's my rage body. <laughs> very good. And, you know, somebody to listen to. And often after that, then you kind of get it off your chest and you're better. That's right. It is therapeutic, seriously. It is. Yeah. And get a nice pot plant. 
you know, a, a nice pot plant in the in the middle of your table yeah. or in the, you know, boy, if you don't have flowers in the garden, um, buy buy fresh flowers. Flowers are very uplifting. It was you know, lo- lovely, and, lovely to talk to you, Alice. Yeah, we could go on an forever. Absolute, we could go on forever. An, abs- <laughs> an absolute pleasure. Um, your book, Tea for One, as they say, it's in all the good bookshops. Yes. And thank you. Mind yourself. Yeah. That was well-known author there, Alice Taylor. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.